Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's Daily Podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready & Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. This is Rahul Reddy. Today is July 11th. The time is about 4.30 p.m. Reddy and UNPC has been conducting Zoom or conference calls from past 11 years. If you have any questions, please raise your hand. If you're a newcomer, please let us know. And if you are a newcomer, put your camera on. Raj. Hi, Rahul Garu. Thank you for your service to the community. Uh, my, my EB2 priority date is uh, 2012 December and I received EAD months back. Uh, that is my old employer. I am working there as uh, on a concurrent H1. And uh, and also I am working on the full-time employment on H1 with uh, other uh, full-time company. So they applied my uh, labor uh, in EB3. And they are my okay. extending my, ex- my H1. So at this point mm-hmm. of time, wife and kid, they want to use the EAD. So, so, so you filed 485, you filed 485 with the concurrent company as a main uh, as the employer as the yes employer. i yes i i i filed 485 with concurrent company and my my full time employer where i am working uh, full time h1 they are they filed my uh, labor in eb3 and uh, it is almost 6 months so i am planning to apply again another 485 with the full time employer in eb3 and uh, eb2 that eid is be received 3 months back so now they want to use it my my kid is 17 years and my wife they want to use the ead so if we use the EAD, they use the ead what happens to my h1 status and their h4 status am i audible sir you are on just, mute just, rahul uh, raj just be on just be on take your time rahul uh, rahul you are on mute can you hear me now yes rahul okay sorry so you filed 485 with the concurrent company as a main employer right yes That's what you did is right yeah. So, so now your current employer filed EB, uh, the main employer filed in EB3. So what exactly? EB3. So EB3, but he did file 485, the current employer. Yeah, he did not file yet. Yeah. He just filed he EB3 file. labor and waiting for last six months. Waiting for last six months. And, and you file the 485 in EB2 or EB3? EB2. And what's your priority? My, my priority date is December 2012. So now I'm got continuing it. with H1 with my full-time employer. I got it. I got it. So I yeah. don't see any problem in your wife and child using the EAD though. Because you're already locked. Your your child is already locked in because your priority date was current at one point of time. Yes. Um, yes. I don't see any benefit what you're going to, the only, even if they use the EAD and advanced parole, you can, you can do the porting of underlying basis to EB3 though. The only, okay. the only thing you cannot do if your wife and child does use the EAD and advance parole is to refile the entire 485 application under EB3, you cannot do that. Because 
to refile the entire application in, in there in EB3, you need to you need to uh, you need to file uh, you need to they need to be an non-immigrant visa though, which they are not. Yeah. Okay. And so that's uh, only sacrifice. Uh, that's the only sacrifice you'll be having. Yeah, but uh, we are thinking that the EB3 will be moving faster. Uh, then I'm planning to be on non-immigrant visa till that time and apply separate application EB3. If you want to do that, then your child and wife should not move on to EB3. Okay. And it is okay. uh, after, if the time is over after six months, are we safe? Because after six months, uh, you know, 180 date is over with the EB2, then we can just stay on the EB2. You're, you're, you can stay, but the only thing is that if you want to refile the entire application, though, then you mm -hmm. cannot. But if you just want to do the transfer of underlying basis to EB3, then you they can be an EAD, you can be an EAD too. Next person, okay. please. Nikhil. Hi, Raul. Thanks for your time. Uh, I have my EB2 and EB3 I-485 applications pending, and I'm currently in India and planning to come back on EB3 advanced parole. But my mm -hmm. employer said that they are going to withdraw my H1 application once I'll come back. And, and if I don't do the Why? revalidation within two weeks, uh, Why? I'm not sure. They said, because I'll be using the advanced parole, they said they are going to withdraw the H1B after I come back. Okay, let them withdraw it. So what, what do you, why do you so need my it? question, so I'm planning to change the employer after coming back. So if, and they are, okay to transfer the H-1B as well. But if my existing employer withdraws the H-1B before my new employer transfer it or apply for it, then- Well, uh, there, there is, see, one thing is, um, one thing is, I don't know why they want to do it because everybody has, they can do things, they don't. Can I tear, can I tear the paper? I can tear the paper if I want to. Can I break the plastic bottle after I drink the water? I can. That's my mm -hmm. plastic bottle. So they can withdraw their H1B if they want to. Now the question is, if you want to move out of, why do you need H1B is what I don't understand. Uh, means my new employer said they are okay to try or apply for H1B. So I was like, yeah, sure. But why? Well, why do you need it? When just in case, like anything happens in EB2 or EB3. Okay, then if you want, if you want to bear the burden, then why don't you do the uh, automatic revalidation? Okay, but okay. if the employer withdraws, then the new employer can't transfer, right? Technically, cannot. Next okay. question, please. And one last question is like, for the new employer, do they can they do both four eighty five J in EB2 and EB3? They can. Okay. Rajiv. Next person, please. Hi, Rahul. Can you hear me? Yes, go ahead. Rahul, I did make a call last week, but I, I think I was not clear on my question. So I'm just asking that question again. So I am on an H1 visa right now with I-140 approved in 2021 January. And that mm -hmm. was with my previous employer. Now, mm -hmm. I changed that job, uh, uh, and after three months, I changed another job. And When did you change the job? When, when did you change the job from the company from the time you got the I-140 approved in January of 2021? 
Well, when did you change from that After, company? Uh, it was in September 2022. So 190 days has gone. No problem on that. Was. Okay. Yeah. And then you changed another job. So, okay. Yes. Yes. So in okay. my current job, um, the the uh, the company did the H1B transfer, but they also received um, uh, a letter to revoke H1B petition from USCIS. And in the current with the current with the current company with the current company. Yes, with the current. That is correct. And after the reason they say uh, wait 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 after H1B is approved. And what does the reason say? The reason says uh, I, they have used a fraud information on lottery. They are assuming that they have put me in lottery, but I'm already using my seventh year now. So looks like they have, it is an error, but I'm not sure what's going on with them. Yeah, that are they telling that the first H1B is fraud? No. Did you read it? They, they're asking. Yes. Uh, okay. They're simply saying uh, one of the reasons, and the reason says it has been used. Um, uh, the cap H1B H1B cap exempt is already uh, been consumed, and uh, this is a fraudulent activity. That is what they are guessing. No. And what was your first H1B that you filed in the lottery? That was in 2006-2015. With which company did you file that? That is with LNT. After that, I think I made so many no, changes. No, I mean, no, uh -huh. that's not the issue though. If uh -huh. if the first H1B is fraudulent, it doesn't matter after that you change 100 H1Bs. It still will be revoked. But you're saying that you okay. filed first H1B with L&T, which we know what kind of company that is. It's the same Correct. big L&T companies, right? The company that we Correct. know about. Correct. Yes. Mm. So and, and what the, did the file the H1B? My, we did with LNT. We did the file the H one B. It was with in India. Client. And you were in India at Honda. Yes. And you work. You work for Honda. Yes. I don't see any problem in it. It it looks like an error though. But believe me, ninety five yeah. percent of the time it's not an error though. Ninety five percent oh, of the time okay. it's actually they will they the first H one B is fraudulent H one B. Oh okay okay okay. In this case, since so, you're telling LNT and Honda, I don't see a problem. Yeah. So what okay. my organization's uh, attorney did is they reached out to the Nebraska center where it was premium processed, the H-1B transfer. Okay. And they what happened after? They have to respond to the NOIR. They have to respond, and, to, the, have to, respond to, the, but, uh, to that. Yeah. Now instead of reaching out to them. Yeah. Correct. They, they also reached out to the ombudsman and they said they I, are... I don't know why they are reaching out to all the people. Just respond to the RFE. Okay. So okay, next person. Uh, yeah, they they're they should just to respond that. to the RFE. I I don't know why they are wasting their time. Just respond to the RFE. Why are they going to ombudsman? Why are they contacting the premium processing? Pavan. Okay. Thanks for your service to the community. So my name is Pavan Kumar. Uh, so I live in Maryland, and my wife filed a restraining order on uh, November thirty temporary restraining order. And that was executed forcefully on December 30. That is a permanent restraining order for one year. And I violated the restraining order on December 29th. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I damn. violated the restraining Yeah. The cop catch me like I was at the apartment like 
I went there to take my certificates and the cop, they, she called the cops and the cop catch me in the body cam and, uh, and they put me on jail for eight hours and they released me and the court hearing is on uh, just Why would you do that? Why would you do that? I, you should have a private consultation with the lawyer, okay? Yeah. You should have so, a, did you have a consultation with a lawyer when you were having this permanent restraining order or you never consulted a lawyer? I consulted a lawyer actually. So they have given me like, a, uh, so for the permanent restraining order, actually there is a hearing and the judge provided a permanent restraining order to her on favor. So okay. I also You need to consult an immigration lawyer separately, okay? Yeah. So so I just want to check like what is the what is the consequences for the locked up eight hours? Like, is it... Yeah, I'll, I want you to consult a lawyer. I want to look into the documents. Got it. Okay. I want to look into the, uh, the permanent restraining order. I want to see what talk, what what she made, what what are the things why the judge gave you the permanent restraining order, which because permanent restraining order is very rarely given. So I want to look into the, those details. Next person, please. Sarvesh. Hi Rahul, thanks for taking my call and uh, thanks for doing the service to the community. I sure. uh, my fi uh, I485 is pending with USCIS. I got combo card which is expiring in next six months. So I was going to file a uh, renewal for it. I uh, just wanted to know which center to file and uh, is it okay to file by myself or uh, have someone? It's, it's, uh, you can't, you it? can't, yeah, it's, it's always, if you, it's not which service center, it depends on what your file number is, starts with. If it starts with a certain thing, you have to file with a certain place, okay? Uh, okay. But you can go with a lawyer. We charge $150 for each application if you go with us. And my colleague will provide you the email address. You can send an email. We'll send you the code, okay? Okay, please. Yeah. Um, Sruti or someone, please send me that email ID. Because I sent right. on the generic email ID two, three days ago. And uh, I'm fine with $150 per person. So okay. I'm fine with uh, Sruti, give me give my personal email address, Sruti. Next person. Yes, sir. Thank you. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead. Hey, I got my GC through my previous employer and um, and do I need to join them back? Because I quit my previous employer after 140, then I joined the current employer and I've been working with them still now. But my previous employer filed 485 and my GC came through. And I sent an email to previous employer, I'm willing to join them, but they don't have any project right now, something. Is uh, there any problem? That's fine. You're no problem. Yeah, do you neutralize? Do you neutralize it? And they would ask any question like, "Why don't you join PS employer? Would that be fraudulent?" I've never, seen, like I've never, I've never seen them asking. Okay, cool. I don't have to join them back, right? And 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 uh, you can always say that uh, you intend to join, but you decide to change your change after you spoke with me. Okay. Even I send an email to them like I'm willing to join, but that's they don't have any fine. You don't 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 comment anything about that. Just say that okay. you intend to join, but you change your mind. Okay, that's better. Okay. Okay. Next Thank person. You. Raj. Hi. Hello. Yes. Uh, hi, sir. Uh, this is Rajesh. Uh, thanks for your time. And uh, I have two questions. Uh, I have two questions. Uh, are you able to hear me? Yeah, I'm able to hear you, Raj. You're telling you have two okay, questions, okay. two times. Go ahead. 
Yes, yes, yes. Uh, see, the first question is I had an I-140 approved from my previous employer and by uh, coming month of May, then the six years getting over, I've changed my company. Uh, and then do I need, can I travel to India? So you have an I-140 with which company? The previous employer. And the, when was I-140 approved? When was I-140 uh, approved? I-140 approved two years, two years back. So now you move to a different company and you got yes. the H-1B and you are beyond yes. six years right now. Yeah, correct. Will you have any problem if you travel and get the stamping in India because you're not working with the company that filed an I-140 approval? Is that your question? Uh, no, my question is, uh, uh, I mean, I got the latest visa with the 2020 till 2025. So do I, uh, can I travel with that uh, visa and then, uh, I mean, so if I change the employer, then they also will apply I-140, right? So do I need to uh, go with uh, the latest I-140 or can I go with the previous employer I-140? Where are you going with the I-140? Uh, going to India for uh, stamping. Okay, first of all, you don't, you have a stamping until 2025 with the previous company. No, no. So if you- Sorry, no, sorry. Uh, the uh, visa, I mean, uh, I-797, I got it. The visa is, I don't have a visa in my passport. So you don't have any visa which is valid right now. So you're going to go- Correct. company that you're working with. Yes, yes. You don't need an I-140 with the current company to go for stamping. You don't need it. Okay, fine. Yeah, thank you. And the second question is, uh, uh, my previous employer, they are asking for, to, uh, I mean, they are ready to file for a concurrent visa. And then if I go for that, my current employer will come to know uh, at any point of time or, due, or uh, during the GC also, and does it affect on GC? It doesn't affect on the GC. It, they won't come to know unless you volunteer it. And, and I won't tell them the GC. Okay. <laughs> when I'm playing the GC, so do I need to submit the concurrent visa documents as well? You don't need to. Next person. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Pratti? Uh, hi. Uh, hi, Rahul. Uh, I have three questions. Um, first one is, do I need, my priority date is February 2014. Uh, so do I need to move on both H-1B transfer of underlying basis and EAD? I-485J supplement if I need to change my employer? It's up to you, ma'am. If you want to do, okay. uh, do EAD uh, or, or H-1B, you can pick your option. Yeah, I they are saying H-1B. Mm. Yeah. I personally pick EAD, but these lawyers want to make money. Okay, yeah, if they want to... If, if they I want, also... If they, that's fine. If they want to do H-1B, since you're not spending the money, the company's spending the money, yeah, that's fine. Do it. Yeah. Okay. So if they, uh, if they are willing to do the H-1B transfer of underlying basis, do they need to do my entire GC process again from the no. beginning? No, no, Okay. no, ma'am. Okay. They don't need to do anything okay. on your green GC right now. If they file a H-1B, they don't need to do anything whatsoever at all. Okay. And if I move on EAD only, uh, then uh, what if I don't get my EAD after renewal, uh, after the EAD expired, expired after that 180 days of expired date? What what will be no, the... No, it's not, uh, it's not 180 days. It's not 180 mm -hmm. days. It's 500, 
140 days now yeah but that uh, that rule is going to end in october 2023 right so yeah they will extend the chances of probably. extending they will oh, extend it okay. most probably then okay 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 thank you rahul next person vijay hey rahul how are you good <clears throat> yeah i traveled last year in uh, emergency advance parole uh, for my dad's death so again i need to travel this year uh, unfortunately my ap is not uh, approved it i have h1b visa h1b approval till 2025 uh, can i get an h1b visa stamp and reenter country bank on h1b status yeah absolutely you can oh okay you're working so, for the i'm assuming you're working for the companies right yeah i'm working for the company i don't see any problem there okay okay that's my question thank you lavanya hello 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 yes go ahead sir hi yeah hi uh, i am speaking on behalf of lavanya um so she is my sister in law she came from india last week actually uh, she came on a business visa b1 but she has an approved 797 petition so we asked what, is, her what do you mean what do you, what do you mean 797 797 is given for a b c d if there are a lot of 797s oh this is for h1b 797 yeah h1b 797 yeah sorry okay. sorry for the confusion yeah she got 797 so, approved uh, mm -hmm. no don't use the 797 h1b approved okay H1B, yes. H1B approved petition. And we, we asked, uh, you know, their employer and they said that they're okay, uh, you know, to change, to change the status from, uh, you know, B1 to H1B. H1. Uh -huh. H1B, right? So okay. we just yeah. wanted, yeah, we just wanted to know uh, what is the passing time and also, you know, how much cost, you know, I don't know if this is something can be told in the, you know, during this meeting. But uh, how much? No, cost can cost cost cannot be paid by employee. Cost mm -hmm. cannot okay. be paid by employee. Um, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would. What I would recommend to do it is, they have to wait for ninety days after she entered into United States. They ca you cannot okay. change the status immediately. Uh huh. They have to wait okay. three months. Okay. Mm -hmm. They have to wait three months, and then you can do the change of status in premium process. In premium processing, okay. So, what kind of farms? That's you know, three weeks. Okay, I am not going to go over all the farms with you right now. Oh, okay, okay. So, so there is a premium processing, right? And will there be again, right. uh, you know, H one B fee associated with that, or no? There wouldn't yes. be anything. Like there will be fees associated with it. Oh, again, the H one B as as good as the same, uh, you know, new H one B, you know, how we are finding. Yes, or? I said yes, yes, sir, no, oh. yes, sir. The same fees, plus two thousand five hundred dollars. Next person. Uh -huh. Uh, hi Rahul, uh, thank you for uh, thank you for your time. So I am with this employer who uh, filed my I-485. It has been more than 180 days since the it, it's filed, and uh, recently uh, this job got terminated, and I found this new employer who is ready to transfer my H-1B. So uh, while transferring this job, like, do we need to file a new I-485J? And, uh, and not not needed, not needed. You okay. can always file later on, though, when the RFE comes okay. in, or if there is an interview, you don't have to immediately file it. Okay, at the, this point of knowledge. And uh, yeah, like, do I can I for ETPJ be filed both in EB two and EB three at the same time when it is required, or uh, 
yeah yeah you can okay. you can do it okay. and one more doubt is like while during this uh, extra, uh, transfer uh, h1b transfer process so uh, we uh, me and my wife both have i94 valid uh, till 2025 so can i uh, can i skip applying the h4 petition for my wife and uh, when we get go to the consular processing we can get it stamped actually our wife also needs h4 petition it's, you said it's expiring in 2024 is right 2025 actually we have till 2025 both yeah she h4. doesn't need it stamped she doesn't need h4 right now you petition, can always do right. it in 2020 you can always do it in 2025 before I mean, 2025 uh, if we go Okay, if you go for uh, uh, stamping, we can get it at uh, that time. I do not. I do not. I do not recommend going for stamping though. If you have an advanced parole, I do not recommend. What if you get stuck there? No, no, no. For the H one B stamping, I mean. I know, but why do you want to go for H one B stamping? You have an advanced parole. Right. Right. I mean, advanced why? parole with the with the extension timing, it's taking more than twelve months, basically. So. Just uh, I would get just it. just plan your trip accordingly. That's better. Got it. Because what if you get the stuck there? There are too many two twenty one G's issued. Sure. Okay. Sure. All right. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Srivatsa. Okay then. Srivatsa. Krishna. Yeah. Hello. So yes, uh, Krishna. Go so uh, I'm on GC EAD, and my I ninety four expired on December thirty first of last year. And I'm planning to get an advanced parole. So, do I need to renew my I-94? Uh, you're on you're on 485s, right? Yeah. You filed 485. You know, you don't need to renew your I-94 to apply for the extension of the EAD or advanced parole. Okay. Okay. Next person, please. Rakesh. Hi. Uh, can you hear me? Yes. Go ahead. Yes. Uh, so recently, I traveled from uh, India, and uh, my I ninety four has been given shorter than my H one seven nine seven based on my passport expiry. Uh, mm -hmm. My lawyers contacted, uh, I think CBP or I, I don't know whom they contacted after I renewed my passport. And online now I ninety four gives the exact date as my I nine seven nine seven expiry date. So is that mean is updated already? Good. Then it's updated. Then it's updated. You're good. Okay, I don't need to check anything else uh, online because no. online it used to say a different date and now it reverted back to exact yeah. date. Make sure you print it out. Make sure okay. you print that one out. Okay. Thank you very okay. much. Next person. Please. Ram. Hi, uh, this is Ram. And uh, my question is, uh, my wife is currently on H four, and we applied for H one B last year, and it got selected and. Uh, the employer filed a petition with USCIS as a change of status. While it is pending with USCIS, you know, we traveled to India and uh, still the petition is pending with uh, USCIS. So in order, you know, to start, you know, she start working here in US, you know, should she travel to India for uh, stamping or, you know, is it okay to get the stamping from Canada or Mexico? Well, is the H1 is not approved for her, is right, right now? Yeah, H1 is not approved, but it was filed as a change of status from H4 to H4. Yeah, first, first H1 first first H1 need to be approved, is right for her to start working on H1B? Yes, correct. That I understand. So okay. So why did you do premium processing of H1B? And yeah, that's what we are. Uh -huh. And then then for her to work on H1B though, there are two options. Mm -hmm. Either she can go to stamping and come back 
or she can apply for a change of status again. Okay. You got it? Yes. So should I? I it's more like. A... Well, I guess you lost the question now. I, I, so mean, I, I don't understand. How do we do the change of status? Like, you know, is it. Uh... Just like the way you file change of status when before you file the change of status is right. You file yeah. the same change of status again. Okay. 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 This time she's not subject to the lottery because the same company yeah. is filing. Previously you provided, oh, I got selected in the lottery. You don't have to do that. Okay. Hopefully this okay. time she's, she okay. doesn't travel while the change of status is pending. Okay. Got it. Okay. And uh, you know, okay. if it is uh, something like, you know, she has to travel, you know, is it, uh, I mean, she's supposed Why to go to tra India? No, she can go to travel to Mexico, Canada, or India, or to Vietnam, mm -hmm. or I don't know, Philippines, or whichever location <laughs> she wants to. Okay? Sure. But, yeah. but why mm -hmm. do that? Why can't you just change the status again? And do the yeah, premium processing. Okay, okay, next person, please. Thank you. Thank you. Vamshi? Hey Rahul, thanks uh, for taking time to answer the calls. Uh, I applied for a visitor visa for Mexico with, uh, I'm, I'm on AP and, uh, you know, uh, our dates are not current. Uh, we are on AP. Uh, I just why do you need, why do you, why do you need a visiting visa for Mexico? Because we haven't, we, we, we were planning a vacation and that's why I need, uh, I was thinking to apply for a Mexico. You, you don't. The Mexican so authorities just, just you can use the advance parole and travel there. What the you what the what the Mexican authorities are looking at is that you have an you have a permit to come back into the United States. Okay, that's all they care. Why, that's all they care. If, if if we drive or if we fly, doesn't matter. Yeah, drive. They don't okay. even look into it. When you fly, then they look into it. Okay, uh, and we need a, a AP card and approval documents and everything while when we are yeah. flying out. Okay. That's right. Okay, thank okay. you. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Next person, please. Sushanti. Uh, hi, Rahul. Yes, thank you for taking your time to answer my uh, question. So my question is, uh, uh, I'm working, currently working on H4 EAD. Uh, mm -hmm. So my husband is on H1, but the things are like, uh, my husband has cancer and I'm afraid that we do not have much time left. So if something happens to him, then I immediately will be out of status. So what are my options that I can still continue working? Uh, what, what is your husband's I-140? Uh, what is your husband's uh, uh, priority date? Uh, 2016, December 20. Uh, you, the only thing that I can think about is an F-1 visa. Mm -hmm. uh, and you can stay in the country an F-1 visa. And when the priority date becomes current, you can apply for the green card based on your husband's I-140. Okay? There are exceptions okay. available for that. Uh, that's okay. one thing. While you can move on to F1 and then come back to OPT, that's another thing where you can uh, uh, or apply for H1B, that's another thing that you can do. But uh, once I apply for uh, F1, I cannot uh, work, right? For that, I have to wait for another You're year right. to start working You're again. You are right. Yeah. Okay. 
Okay, Next so person. what the second thing Sorry. you said that once F1 then uh, come to OPC or OCP, you said something? The OPT and STEM extension. Okay. Okay, understood. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Next person. Madhu. Uh, hi, sir. Thank you for uh, helping us. Uh, I'm currently working on H1B visa. Um, I want to, I have a green card EAD um, on EB3 as a primary. Uh, mm -hmm. While working on H1B, can I still work as a second job on as a uh, insurance agent or real estate agent? Yes, you can. Okay, I don't need to be on EAD to work on second job there. Well, you, you will be considered to be an EAD. Oh, okay. So even okay. though I maintain my H1 working on H1B, I can still do the second job on EAD there. Then. You're, you're, uh, the, like, okay. you, you, you will be considered to be an EAD. That's the only issue. Okay. So only my payroll should be continue on H1B if I am on bench. Um, you're, not an H, you're not an H1B. You're an, you're an EAD. Uh, when I use when I work on the second job, I mean. Right, right. Next person, please. Okay, thanks. Hello, sir. Good evening. Uh, I have a quick question. Uh, currently, I'm on H1 and my H1 is valid until end of May. But I have uh, EAD, uh, which is valid for next one and a half year plus. Um, mm -hmm. Can I use my EAD card to renew my driver's license? Absolutely. Okay, awesome. That's my question. Thank you very much. It doesn't Thank you guys for coming. No, it doesn't affect you. You're still on H1B. Thank you, guys. The next Zoom call, the conference call will be on uh, uh, Thursday. That's tomorrow at 11.30. Thank you guys for coming into the meeting. Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites, rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.